Welcome to Create Your Own Light, where we harness our past, we embrace our future, and learn to conquer the roadblocks along the way together. I'm your host, Travis Howes. Let's get on with it. This episode is brought to you by YourWelder.com. YourWelder.com is an online directory of mobile welders. Whether at your home or at your industrial processing plant, we come to you. Our community of mobile welders can repair anything from the neighbor's mailbox that you just backed into or the cat bulldozer sitting on your job site. YourWelder.com is a directory of highly skilled professionals willing to help you on your job site on your timetable. YourWelder.com screens all of their welders using tools like photos from social media apps such as Instagram, Parler, and Facebook, even face-to-face meetups. YourWelder.com was built by actual industry welding experts who actually perform this type of work on a daily basis. And here's the best part. They're veteran-owned and operated. So go check them out at YourWelder.com. And also feel free to check them out on social media, where I'll include their links in the show notes. I'm getting ready to go back into therapy here in about an hour and a half, so uh, I'm out at my farm. So I wanted to record something real quick before I hop in the truck and head to my therapy appointment. Um, Yesterday... I put up a a video that was not, uh, I just want to explain like how stupid people are and why I think we're all losing faith in humanity. And it, it man, I'm telling you like social media and the news, it, it's, it's just fucking garbage for your wellness. It really is. And if I didn't need it for what I do for a living, I would throw it all in the trash. But let me tell you something. Now I know what um, I... I have the proof now that I need needed to validate my point of like the media. All it all it's there to do is to pit us against one another, and everybody knows that. But until you actually experience it yourself and you're caught in the middle of it, I don't think you really realize how fucking awful it all is. So check this out. Yesterday or the day before yesterday, I put up a video, and this was not by any means, taking a pro-law enforcement stance, although I'm pro-law enforcement. All I did was share a video of a part of my speech where I talk about the wellness of police officers, the mental uh, state of how they go from call to call to call, and then they're expected to just hold it all together and still be that upstanding police officer, that upstanding father, that upstanding husband, or that upstanding friend, despite having gone through whatever they just went through on that shift. And what I'm talking about is there's no decompression time for them. And you get you get the public, everybody's on here bitching about police reform this, police reform that. And I never get political on here, so you don't have to worry about me going too far off the ledge here. Um, but everybody wants fucking police reform. And then I, I have this bright idea. I'm like, hey, wait a minute. What if the reform they need is mental wellness? Hey, that's that's a that's a thought because how we treat people is directly associated with our wellness. People that have mental health issues, a lot of them typically have a problem fitting in in society, typically have a problem um, not being easily disturbed. Typically, um, they have very short fuses, okay? And so I was like, wait a minute, what if what if we can actually address the problem in the um, the police culture where it's not the agenda that the that the fucking media is pushing on everybody's throat how they make these police officers out to be these vicious animals that are just out seeking um punishment on people. That's not that's not that's not it. 
Some of these guys and some of these girls are going hot call to hot call to hot call. And by the time they arrive to a place where they need to actually be speaking uh, a little toned down for some people, their fucking heart rate is elevated through the roof because they've just gotten shot at. They've just gotten in 17 fights. They've just pulled a fucking murdered baby out of a goddamn garbage can. And now they have to coddle you. Anyway, that's exactly what that post was about. And dude, the hate. This thing in one day is up to 160,000 views. And this and it's going I'm it's a viral it's going viral like it's going super viral. It's already been shared like 3,500 times. That wasn't my intent. I wasn't trying to create a controversy. I'm in the mental health arena, so I just try to address mental health. And lo and behold, when that thing started getting shared, the title of it is Cops Are Not Allowed to Be Human. And that's what I'm talking about. I don't feel like police officers are allowed to have emotions. Police officers aren't allowed to let things bother them. And if they do, then they somehow just got to suck it up and bury it because that's the job they signed up to do. And that's what all these ignorant motherfuckers on this video are, are saying. You have so many people. They're saying, fuck the police. I hate cops. Fuck the police who needs them. They're saying, um, if police officers can't handle the job, they need to quit. This is what you signed up for. First of all, motherfucker, nobody signs up for that shit. And that's the problem. The general public thinks they understand what it is law enforcement does. They only see a small portion of what they think law enforcement does. They think law enforcement is out there just harassing innocent people. That's that's not the case. Are there bad apples? Sure. I'm the, And I'm not going down this whole rabbit hole. Um, but are there bad apples? Yes. There's bad apples in every profession. There's bad firefighters. There's bad military people. There are bad doctors. Fuck a nurse. It just killed, just got accused of being a serial killer for killing babies in a hospital. So all nurses aren't fucking great. But for me to say fuck nurses, that just shows the ignorance. Anyways, I do a description on this post in the, in the part where you can write. And when I'm writing, I write out the description on, Hey, before we're so quick to, you know, cast judgment on police officers, why don't we, as a, as a society, if we really believe there needs to be police reform, why don't we stand up as a society to help them out so they can better serve us? There's a, there's a novel idea. Oh, fuck no. Nobody wanted to hear that. And it just goes to show people are going to hate because people are designed to hate. People want to hate something. People need to hate something. Do you know why? Because it makes an excuse for your pathetic life. When you find hate and you find so many things to hate on and you have that viciousness in your body to hate something, that's because your life, I guarantee you, if we like, if we were completely transparent, completely, and this isn't me like taking sides. But if you sat down and you look at a bulk of the people that say that shit about cops, that's because their life fucking sucks. I'm not saying police didn't wrong somebody here or police didn't wrong somebody there. Look, not everybody gets a fair shake. I get that. Here's my here's the million dollar question. And and I want to ask, and I used to ask this when I was on the street, because I had plenty of people tell me, fuck you, fuck the police, I hate pigs, all pigs gotta die, cops die, all this stuff. I've heard all that. But I remember one, I'll, let me get to this, I'll get to this call in a second. But here's, here's the question I have for anybody 
that says fuck the police. If your mindset is fuck the police, then please tell me who you call when you're in need of help. When somebody's after you or wanting to kill you or wanting to harm your family or wanting to rob you or to steal your stuff or to harm your fucking children, what's the first call that you make? Do you call your mom? Do you call your dog? Do you call a bird? Do you call an uncle to come over and help you? Like, how does this work for you and your family if you think, fuck the police? If that's your your your, your mindset is, fuck the police, who do you call in your most desperate moments of your life? Who is it? Because if you're sitting on some information and you have some secret entity that you get to call when you need help, you're cheating the rest of us out of the help that we could get since all these cops are so bad because I would love to know who that person or that entity is that I can call since all cops are fucking horrible. I would love to call somebody else if, if that agency is available. So please, if your mindset is fuck the police, who do you call in your most desperate times? Please let us all know who that who that is. I was on the street one day and I was working. I had my windows down. <laughs> And uh, there was a dude. His name was Q. And he was um, he was just a ba- he was a loud mouth. He was standing on a corner with a, with a bunch of his friends. And he yelled out. He said, "Fuck you, pig!" And I just stopped and I thought about getting out of the car. And I was like, "What's the point? There's nothing I can do to convince this man that we're not all bad." So I just drove on. Literally an hour later, nine one one call comes in. Q had just gotten jumped. Q had just gotten his fucking face bashed in. And he was on the phone screaming and crying like a little bitch. Wanting the police to come. And guess who came? I did. I came there. I stood over him. I didn't say anything smart. I helped him. I put four by fours on his bloody fucking bashed in face. Helped him pick his teeth up off the ground. Put him in an ambulance and just watched him go off. And that's my point. Every police officer listening to this knows, knows exactly what I'm talking about. Fuck the police until you need the police. The, all that is, man, that, that's nothing more than a fucking somebody just beating their chest. I see all these keyboard warriors behind these posts, man. And it's, I don't even engage with them. I actually, a, a guy tried to call me out. Uh, he says, I see that you're only engaging with people that agree with you. And that right there did get my engagement. I said, no, what you're seeing is you're seeing me engage with people who can have a conversation. I don't engage in hate and I don't engage in idiocracy. There's nothing I can say to somebody who says, fuck the police. There's nothing I can say to them that's going to make that light bulb go off to say, you know what? Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe not fuck them because I may need them one day. So I think what it is as a whole, I think people just don't like authority. Fuck, I don't like authority. I'm going to be the first one to tell you right now. I do not like authority, but I respect the police, right? I didn't say I don't respect them. I don't like it. I just don't like being told what to do, but I respect law and order because I know without it, the civilization crumbles. I know without it, people will be scrambling to find help and be and, and and it will be a very very desperate situation. So anyway, that post just made me feel honestly like I was a news agency and I just sat back and I watched these people just fight. 
and they're fighting against one another. These people don't even know one another. And in it, and in it, it hit me again. I said, God dang, these people are taking time out of their day. They got so much hate inside of their body. They're taking time out of their day to cast and project their hate and to defend their position from a fucking keyboard. Get a life, motherfucker. Get a life. You know how much energy it takes to sit there and, 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 and I'm one of them. I got sucked in. I was at the gym. I was on treadmill. So I was just watching the comments come in and I was watching these people in live time fight back and forth. And I was sitting there thinking, what job do you have to where you can just halt all productivity at your workplace to engage in this rhetoric? It is ridiculous, man. People, <laughs> i tell you what, I love opinions and I love that we can have them. I'm for free speech. I'm all about it, but that doesn't mean that you're smart just because you, you, you run off at the mouth. Um, you know, I, 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 I was watching these tough guys be tough guys behind keyboards. And there's one thing I've learned in, in life and especially on the internet, tough guys don't need to convince you they're tough guys. Tough guys don't, don't sit behind keyboards and write tough shit. You know, who didn't engage in most of those comments? Do you know who did not engage out of that? Just from yesterday, that post got, I think, a thousand different follows. And I was paying attention. It was mostly law enforcement because they get it. And you know who didn't engage in that bullshit conversation? Law enforcement. Because they're professional communicators. Because they understand what it's like to stand on the street and try to argue a point with a fucking drunk idiot. And that is about what it's like trying to have a conversation with some idiot on the other side of a keyboard who lives in his mother's basement or he did, you know, some time in, in, in the fucking wherever he did. I, you know, I'm not even going to say that. I, I was going to say something. I'm not even going to say that, but it's somebody that, that thinks they have all the answers. <laughs> Ridiculous. I did have one, one really cool thing happen though. I had a guy personally attack me on there and I'm not even going to get into what it was about, but he personally attacked me. And so of course I naturally, I look at who it is and, and, and this, and I realize this guy doesn't know me from anybody, but what I realized was this guy has formed his opinion about me based off of people that he knows who are haters who hate on any kind of success that Travis Howes may have. And First of all, I don't spend any energy worrying about people that hate on me. I could give two fucking dog shits about it because that's wasted energy when people when people project their disdain for you or people. And half the time, I tell you, I'll, be, I'll just be straight up, and this may sound arrogant, it's fucking jealousy is a lot of it. And a lot of people get really jealous when they see people actually doing something with their life. They'd rather actually see you lay on a couch and be miserable and pop pills and drink alcohol. And, and, and then they'll have a pity party for you and be like, oh, I wish he could get his life together. And then when you get your life together and you actually start helping people and that starts like turning and developing into something bigger than yourself. Now everybody's fucking hates you. People are just naturally jealous of you. And that comes from where I'm from. And, and it's not around the country. It's just where I'm from, man. It's just because people want to be crabs in a bucket. People want to hold people back. And they don't want to see other people successful in life. Nobody wants to see somebody that's more successful than they are. I think that's a, a human thing that people just naturally start fucking hating on one another for that. I don't have that gene in me. I actually, I'm one of the people that encourage 
human growth. I truly believe we're put on this planet to grow and to achieve and to become the best that we can possibly become in whatever avenue of life that is. Um, so anyway, this guy was kind of pretty much talking about me capitalizing off of my trauma that I've been through. And first of all, there's no capitalization made off of it because I've endured a lifetime of problems that I would gladly, gladly hand back, you know, but I can't hand those back. So what do I, what do I do with those problems that I have? Well, I go out and I educate people. I try to help other people who are like me, and I try to prevent people from becoming like me, like I did. Um, I try to help promote healthy fatherhood, healthy motherhood, healthy relationships with your families based off of my personal experiences. Do I get paid for that? Yes, I do. I like to say I get paid for my time. It's not for um, my education because I, I have a street education with the stuff I've been through. When I am paid, I am paid for my time. And I'm paid to leave my family. I'm paid to leave my farm. I'm paid to go get in airports and rental cars and travel across the country, which I don't enjoy doing because it fucks my body up. That's what I'm paid for. But this person got upset because they think that I'm capitalizing financially off of the trauma and specifically off of the guys that were killed in the fire in 2007 that I was a part of. And anybody that has ever once been to my presentations that I talk about, that's not what my that's not what post traumatic purpose is about. That's a small part of my life. That was the tipping point in my life that sent me spiraling out of control when I could no longer handle the things I was going through in life. Sure, it was an event in my life. But my event is not based off of that event. I can do what I do without that event, and I do it. I speak for three and a half hours, and about one minute and thirty seven seconds is about that fire. I think anybody going through a a large scale event in their life if they're out there teaching and stuff and stuff well what happened to you and how'd you become better for that i would think your audience would want to know that you know marcus latrell lone survivor he tells his story is that dishonoring his guys no is he paid for what he does yeah he's paid for that it's not his fault he survived it he's trying to help people with that you know that's just an example so Anyway, this guy gets on his he gets on his high horse. He starts using using personal names of people that that were um, in that fire, friends of mine, and making his jabs. And I didn't pay him any attention. What I did pay attention to was somebody else who made a a um, a comment about it was a positive comment, and I just said something to them. Um, and I said, "Look," I said, "I would hope anybody with any experience in in any field that they're in." Uh, if they're traveling around helping people out, I would hope that they're compensated for their time, something. Well, it, it ended up where me and this guy actually got into a professional discussion, and he was man enough to admit that he was wrong for saying what he did. And I was actually blown away because I fully intended for him to take like an aggressive stance on this. And but he owned it, and he actually inboxed me, and he says, "Man, I'm really sorry." He says, "I, I you know, I'm I'm personally going through some things, and I need help, and this and that." And that's my fucking point. That's my point. People who attack other people, something's up with them, and they're not happy with themselves. And I want you to think about that when you go to turn your sights on somebody, when you go to attack somebody for not seeing something the way that you see it, for not feeling how you feel, for not believing what you believe. Before you go and sink your teeth in a motherfucker. Think about why you're doing it because it does nothing for your soul. It does nothing for your mental wellness. 
And chances are you're just going to create a more turbulent environment. And that's not how we thrive when we're affected with post-traumatic stress. You thrive by removing yourself from those environments. You thrive by understanding the effect that certain things have and not engaging in it. You thrive by being the bigger person. Am I always the bigger person? No. Have I failed many a times? Yes. But I've been doing this for two decades now. Two decades I've been battling this shit. And I learn more about myself every single day. One of the things I learned at an early age was to not give a fuck about people's opinions. And I learned that at such an early age because uh, a friend of mine killed himself after work one day. And if you've been to post-traumatic purpose and I've, you know, if you've read my book, you understand what that story is about. Uh, I'm not going to get long winded in it, but that could have all been prevented. Had I have just told him and warned him about something that was a danger to him, which was another human being, which was a grown man. And I didn't do that. And I didn't do that because I was so worried about what he would think about me. And I was so worried about his opinion of me that I robbed him and I robbed him of his safety. And I learned the fucking hard way at a very early age. Don't make your decisions based off of other people's opinions. You do what's right because it's right. You don't worry about who doesn't like it. Because fuck them. And and people are going to think what they're going to think anyway. People will always, 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 always think about you what they want to think about you. You are not going to change their opinion. No matter how hard you try, you can't buy people's love. You can't buy their, their approval. I know people in my life right now, I'm not going to like kind of, I'm not going to really paint the picture. There are people that, that back home when I'm, when I'm home, there are certain groups when I'm around, I know there are people that don't like me just because of who I am and what I stand for. I can feel it. I can feel it when I'm in there and when I'm around them and I don't care and nor should you. I'm proud of who I am. I'm proud of what I stand for. I'm proud of all, any and all of my accomplishments. I'm proud that I'm a good dude. And you should be proud of yourself too. You don't worry if people don't like you. That's Man, something's up with them. They don't like you because something is wrong with them. And don't become them. I'm all about this mental health movement we're doing, man. I'm, I'm all in. And I appreciate everybody that's all in with me. I'm not saying we're going to fix the world. I'm not saying we're going to turn on the news tomorrow and everything's going to be just fucking blissful. But we don't have to buy into it either. We don't have to be so angry at everybody. We don't have to to hate every person we see or hate everything that we disagree with. I think one of the coolest things that people can do is have a difference of opinions and watch them talk about it. I think that is one of the most crucial skills in life to be able to see things two different ways and not get so mad because the other person doesn't see it your way when you can have a constructive conversation. Now I, I I still practice this, so I'm not saying I'm, I'm the gold medal champion at this promise you because I can get real mad real quick too, but I've always like even, and I can't stand fucking politicians, but when you watch them and they disagree on something, how tactfully they can handle it. If you've ever watched them handle it tactfully and you sit there and you're like, how did he do that with not sticking a fork in that motherfucker's throat? Right? Like how do, 
How do you do that? And you do that with practice. If every time somebody disagrees with you, you fly off the handle, then you're training your brain to every time somebody disagrees with you, fly off the handle. Law enforcement officers, I'm talking to you right now. I'm talking to you when you're on the street because I know how it is. I know what it's like when you're out there talking to an ignorant motherfucker who wants to convince you that you ain't shit. Let them think it. I'm talking about them people that spit on you, them people that that, that, that say that they, they, pay, they write your fucking paycheck. You know, you know, fuck them. Thank you. Thank you for... Thank you for helping me take care of my family. And thank you for the benefits that I get with this job. And thank you for give, allowing me the opportunity to help you today, even though you don't want it. Thank you. Man, if you can just, just control that. I say that because I know what it's like going from a hot call to a very sensitive call in, in a snap of a finger. And it's very dangerous for police officers. It's very dangerous. When your mind is in straight combat mode, and then all of a sudden, with a flip of a switch, you got to be in coddle mode. That's, that's something most people don't understand. And that's why they're so judgmental. Everybody gives advice to law enforcement on how to do their job. But could you imagine if law enforcement officers walked into Wall Street right now and tried to tell those motherfuckers how to do their job? Their heads would spin. Like, who are you to think you can walk in here and give us financial advice on world trades? You know what I'm saying? That's not our area of expertise, so why would we go do that? But everybody does it. I see when doctors make mistakes. Motherfuckers will jump all over a doctor and it's like, I'm sorry, what medical education do you have? It's human nature. We know everything. We have to prove that we're right. That goes back to my last episode. Nothing left to prove. Ask yourself that the next time you go to get into a verbal confrontation with somebody. What do you have to prove? What good is it going to do? And would it be more beneficial for you to let them be right? Let them be right. That's what I realized when those people were going crazy on that thing. I gave them the keys to the post. Y'all take this motherfucker and drive it wherever you want. I'm not chasing after you. I'm not trying to stop you. You can fucking have this post. And I ain't commenting anymore. I remember talking with somebody who is, has a very, very large social media presence and he told me, he said, one of the scariest things is every time I go to make a post, everybody comes out of the woodwork claiming to be a fucking expert. <laughs> and he says, it's so frustrating, but you just got to let them do what they do because there is no convincing them. I want to encourage you all right now. The next time you go to argue with somebody on a social media post, don't fucking do it. Think about the person you're going to argue with on that social media post. I want you to look at it like this. That's the best thing they got going in their life. And you're about to get roped into that. And that's pretty fucking pathetic. If the best thing you got going in your life is sitting at a fucking looking at a screen on a phone, trying to stir an argument, 
so you can be a keyboard warrior. You have a pathetic fucking life. And so the next time any of you that are listening go to engage in that, if it's not something that's going to be beneficial to someone, if it's not something that's healthy for someone, if it's not like praising someone, then why do it? Why do it? And I'll tell you why we do it. We do it when our lives are equally as pathetic and we need to feel that juice. We need to flex on somebody. We know they can't get their hands around our throat. So we do it from a keyboard. And I know many, oh, I'd tell somebody their face. No, you fucking, you wouldn't. You would not fucking do it. You wouldn't do it. And it's no different than the little lady or the girl that comes up behind me when I'm in my F-250 and she comes up behind me in a BMW flipping me birds, blowing the horn, screaming at me. That girl wouldn't do that in Tractor Supply. She wouldn't walk up behind me on an aisle screaming and flipping me off to calling me a motherfucker. She wouldn't do that. But they do it because they feel safe. They do it because they feel like they're un touchable and you can't reach around their fucking throat and squeeze the life out of them. That's why they do it. So don't be like that. Don't be like that. Just don't be like that. There's no strength in excuses. I want you to remember that because I'm saying that all the time now. There's no excuse that you can make that's going to exonerate poor behavior. There's no excuse that you can make that's going to justify or warrant the way that you talk to people that you love. Nobody gives a shit what you've been through. Nobody cares about all of that. Only, only thing people care about is how you treat them. And I want to ask you, how do you treat yourself? Cause that says a lot about how you're going to treat other people. If you beat yourself up constantly, chances are you're going to be, you're going to beat up on other people too. And that's one thing I really had to learn as hard as I, 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 I tried, I learned this one, this one valuable lesson. I tried to love a bunch of people around me, but I was still beating myself up in the process. And it wasn't until I started loving myself and it wasn't until I stopped beating myself up so much that I was able to really show people how much I loved and cared about them. Because if you abuse yourself, you're still going to take it out on other people too. You have to forgive yourself. Whatever you've been through in your life, you have to own that. You have to accept it and you have to move forward. And you can't use that as, a, as an excuse for poor behavior. There's no strength in excuses. Say it out loud with me. There's no strength in excuses. Two more times. There's no strength in excuses. There's no strength in excuses. We pride ourselves on being strong people. I know I used to fucking pound my chest. I'm a strong man. I'm a strong man. But I'd make every excuse in the world at why I would abuse. Abuse myself. Verbally abuse people around me. I'd make every excuse. Well, you don't understand because I went through this and this happens. And that's a coward's way out. That's, that, that's what cowards do. And it wasn't until I faced myself and I had that honest conversation that I was really able to, to right that wrong and correct that ship. You know, I'm far removed from that guy now and I'm super, super proud of that. And it took a lot of work. Is the potential still there? Yeah. I mean, I, I had a, I had a yesterday I was, I felt like I was on the verge of exploding on my kids, but I didn't. And I didn't because I've learned how to work on things. And I haven't done that in years, years, but I felt it yesterday, but I put measures in place to make sure I didn't. And I asked myself this one question. 
I was literally about to blow up. And I asked myself this one question, the, the question that comes in my inbox probably 30 to 40 times a week. How do you stop blowing up on the people you love? How do you stop that? And I say this, every time I'm about to do it, I ask myself, is what I'm about to say or how I'm about to behave, is this going to hurt them or help them? And if that answer is hurt them, then I know the answer to what I'm about to say or do. And I'm in control of that. And if I still make the judgment call to blow up on them and I make a conscious decision to hurt the people I love, what the fuck does that say about me? It's my responsibility to keep that in check, not theirs. Make a choice who you choose to give your energy to. Do you want to give good energy or do you want to give bad energy? When you give bad energy, you're going to be sucked dry of life. Your life will get sucked out of you so quickly. So if you're going to constantly go around giving bad energy, be prepared for the, the, the consequences that come with that. Try giving your good energy. Try receiving good energy from people. I'm not saying you got to go out there and do a holistic damn rain dance and rub rocks and shit together because I don't get into all that crazy shit. I just try to focus on who gets my energy now and who I get it from. Is it good energy or is it bad energy? Because I don't want no bad energy. I got no room for that in my life. I need all the good energy I can get. I've went decades with bad energy and I, I, I just, I don't want it. Start your mornings off right. I've said this time and time again. Start your mornings out as peacefully as you possibly can with as much good energy around you. And the second that negative energy starts getting in, fucking stop it. Don't blow up and stop it, but find a way to push pause and to get that negative energy out of your life. Just got back from Roanoke, uh, Virginia, man. We had an amazing event. We had 300-something people in attendance at Post Traumatic Purpose in Roanoke. And I couldn't be more more thankful to the Roanoke Valley Firefighters Foundation for putting that event together and just making an amazing, amazing event for so many people. Um, it's so crazy because I talked with the event coordinator two days after the event. He says, Travis, he goes, when you came in, he goes, you weren't the same person when you left. He goes, I saw a complete change in your, in your body. And he goes, you didn't even look the same. And that's going to lead me to this next point before I get out of here. Um, when I feel like when I speak, when I, when I do post-traumatic purpose, it's the most taxing thing I've ever done in my life, but it's the most rewarding thing I've ever done in my life. So that's why I continue to keep pressing on. Um, but I feel like, you know how, when you look at, and I'm not comparing myself to the president, so don't start thinking that, but you see when they do their four years in office, how, how like drastically they age in those four years. I feel like in my four hours of post-traumatic purpose, I age a little each time and I feel it in my body. This time it took me three days to recover. Um, I had to stop seven times on a five hour drive on the way home because I was so exhausted seven times on a five hour drive. And, uh, then I got home and I slept for two days. It's insane at what it does to me. And so why do I say that? I say that because I know it's working. I know that whatever's happening in there physiologically, what's happening in my body, I don't know if it's I'm pulling bad things out of people or I'm letting that much bad out of my body to where every joint hurts, every muscle hurts, and I'm so fatigued, like I feel like I've been hit by a truck for three days. But that's not normal. But 
I do it because I'm so passionate about it. And you all mean so much to me when y'all show up to these events. We had people from multiple people from five hours away, multiple. And I'm talking like double digit people from five hours away. When people start coming to mental health events from five hours away, there's something to be said about that. And I'm again, this is not me patting my back. What I'm saying is this it's what we're doing together. It's a mental health movement. And you see me, I keep posting that on Instagram. This is a mental health movement. It's because it's all of us. We're all creating enough noise to where we realize like, hey, this is a real issue that we're facing. This is one of the most dangerous things that we face as first responders, as hospital workers, as spouses, as dispatchers, as jailers, as the general public, the most dangerous thing we face is us. And for far too long, we haven't learned enough about us. We've just been expected to keep our heads down and plow through whatever problems we have. But society's catching up to that now. We realize, man, this thing is in the tank. And mental health has so much to do with all of it. So I can't thank you all enough for coming out to these events. Look, if you want to go to my website, travishouse.com, I have a few more events for the rest of the year that are open to the public. Uh, Some of them are closed off. But if you go, any of the registration links that are on the dates on my website, those are all open to the public. So on September the 21st in Martinsville, Indiana, that one's open to the public. September the 23rd, Carthage, Illinois, that one's open to the public. Actually, in two weeks, Reading, Pennsylvania, September the 9th, that one's open to the public. Uh, and the one the one really big one we're really pushing is the one back home where I'm going to be back home. So if you're in the southeast and you want to come out, come out to uh, Jasper County Emergency Services in Ridgeland, South Carolina. That's going to be on October the 4th. I know we already have well over 200 registrations for that, and we're still a month and some change out. So that one's open to the public. Man, thank you, thank you, thank you for all the love, all the support that you all have given me uh, over these years that you've been supporting me. I, I, I can't say it enough. I'm a blessed man to be able to shake your hands and You know, when people were coming up to me at these events and after these events and telling me what this podcast means to them, what the book means to them, what the course means to them, even what the stupidest of posts that I put up means to them, it means a lot to me that it means something to you. And I truly, truly, truly consider us one big family. So I hope to see you out. I hope to shake your hands. I hope to give you a hug. And I love taking pictures with all of y'all. So stop asking me if it's okay if you can take a picture. It's always okay. Just come up and let's do these damn thing, all right? I love y'all, and I'll see y'all at the next one. All right, take care, and y'all be safe.